the big story tonight the arrest of one of Italy's top CEOs of defense firm Fin Meccanica for paying bribes in India in the VVIP Augusta Westland helicopter deal this has left India red-faced especially since this comes after defense minister AK Antony told parliament in December that there wasn't enough evidence to order a formal inquiry into this deal that's our big debate tonight 26 years after Bofors are bribes still a reality in defense deals also on the show PJ Kurian writes to Sonia Gandhi and the vice president saying charges against him are political vendetta this after a man convicted in the case said that he drove Mr Kurian to the guest house where the young girl in the Surianelli case was raped we ask should PJ Kurian step down on moral grounds or fight it out but first tonight's top headlines 10 people killed in clashes in Assam as panchayat elections are held the clashes between police and a local tribe which opposes these elections uh, police say that the tribe was torching villages and were attacking security forces which forced them to fire the india growth story slumped further today industrial growth is down in december figures from last year the big worry is also the huge rise in consumer inflation The CBI chief Ranjit Singh tells a joint parliamentary committee looking at the 2G scan that the agency has no idea who recorded a conversation allegedly between the CBI prosecution lawyer and a top 2G accused Sanjay Chandra Sanjay Chandra denies it is his voice however the CBI chief grilled by the MPs today says that this will not compromise the trial of the 2G spectrum scam Tension in the valley continues but chief minister Omar Abdullah announces the easing of curfew in some parts meanwhile the prime minister backs the stopping of firearms being used by forces when confronting crowds in Kashmir Abzal's family today also receives the last letter written by Abzal Guru they however reject a government permission to fly them down for prayers at Abzal Guru's grave inside Tihar jail Well at the time when this growing clamor to declare him the BJP's prime ministerial candidate Narendra Modi gets a shot in the arm and that's after these results when the BJP swept the Muslim dominated Salaya municipality in Jamnagar here 24 Muslim candidates were put up by the BJP they all won with a huge margin North Korea conducts its third and most powerful nuclear test and warns of stronger action still this in response to tougher global sanctions after the prior nation tested a long distance missile in December the UN will discuss this today but Obama warned that this is making the situation very tense One of India's big medal hopes wrestling has been dropped as an Olympic sport based on well TV ratings and ticket sales this has been India's big medal winning sport Will they will however have one last chance to stay on in the 2020 games when in May wrestling representatives will have to make a case for inclusion but Indian wrestlers like Sushil Kumar react with disappointment. And Parvez Rasool once detained as a suspect in a militant attack now stars in cricket tearing through the Aussie batting in Chennai today in a warm-up game. The 24-year-old Offi took 7 for 45 including opener Ed Cohen. The visitors nevertheless finished at 241 all out but Parvez Rasool is the new hope for India cricket. The big story tonight, the arrest of one of Italy's top CEOs of defense firm Fin Meccanica for allegedly paying bribes to India in India in the 4000 crore, the nearly 4000 crore VVIP helicopter deal. Redface India's uh, defense minister AK Antony has ordered a CBI probe into the deal.
road to Antonyji. You can start your own inquiry. But government is not at all interested in starting investigating this corruption deal because they want to cover up each and every corruption deal. The investigation also has to find out whether uh, uh, bribes influencing the deal has affected uh, the, the quality of the acquisition of uh, defense equipments. A cautious man that he is, Defence Minister A.K. Anthony had immediately brought in the Central Bureau of Investigation to probe the allegations of bribery in the Augusta Westland helicopter deal, even though the Defence Ministry had insisted that it had done due diligence before going ahead with the contract. Now, a big question mark hangs over the delivery of the remaining nine helicopters. In New Delhi, Nitin Gokhale for NDT. So our bribes still an integral part of defence deals decades after Bofors. Joining me on this is Yunika Chaudhary, Rajya Sabha MP. I'm also joined by Manvendra Singh of the BGP, co-convener of the BGP's defence cell. Also with me tonight is retired Lieutenant Colonel K.R. Dharmadakari, member of Transparency International. I'm also joined by the former Air Chief, uh, Air Marshal S. Krishna Swami. Also with me tonight is Chitra Subramanian. We all know her as the journalist who actually broke the big Bofors story. She's now, of course, in a completely different field, but interesting to see some of the similarities here. And as I said, also with me, former Air Chief S. Krishna Swami. But let me go across to you first, Manvendra Singh of the BJP, because this is something the BJP has been talking about for a while in Parliament. Uh, Prakash Javdekar had brought it up, and A.K. Antony responded, saying we don't have enough evidence for a formal inquiry. He's now ordered a CBI probe, but much too late after we've seen a CEO of a defence firm arrested in Italy. Well, the case has been on in the air for last one year. And in Switzerland and in Italy, uh, there's been enough talk about it, there's been enough coverage of it, and the writing was on the wall. But obviously the government of India couldn't <coughs> read the writing. Renika Chaudhary, has this actually caught the government on the back foot? Because a man like Mr. A.K. Antony, a defense minister, known for his honesty and integrity, in fact, you've even had some opposition leaders point to the fact that this honesty leads to an in unacceptable delay in defence purchases, had said there's not enough evidence. Now we see Italy moving ahead and actually arresting a CEO of one of its top defence firms. Why do we never see action like this in India? Sonia, I think it's odious to do comparatives. Italy is Italy. They have their own bunch of problems. They keep changing their prime ministers. They have other issues. Why are we even comparing ourselves to them? The issue here is that there is a suspect there is a suspect that there is a uh, suspicion that a bribe has been paid here in India. Now, Mr. Antony, whose integrity we really shouldn't doubt even now. How easily we throw away a lifetime of I'm not decency doubting his integrity and a, at a good man. I'm not doubting yes, his integrity so at all. He's, he, he may be slow, but he's steady and he's slow with a good reason because it is with uh, due diligence and caution that we need to move ahead, not just randomly fire on all fronts and say, okay, there's a knee-jerk reaction and here we'll do this. He did ask the CBI to go ahead and check if there's anything, any truth to this. Now, this is an allegation and the Italian government has gone ahead and arrested the CEO. Now, we don't know for a fact whether the CEO claimed that he had to pay a bribe and took the money and pocketed it. We don't know if the CEO actually came to India and gave the bribe. Who did he give it to? 
These have no, to be established. The details, are, the details are quite clear and documents have been around, reported by the Indian Express, reported by channels, reported by NDTV that it was paid to a middleman in Switzerland. I'm joined also by the former chief of air staff, Air Chief Marshal S. Krishnaswamy. Sir, when you see this allegation, it really, what has changed since Bofors times? Again, at that time, it actually came out when a foreign government are the ones who actually uh, investigated, looked at these kind of financial deals. And that's when India has reluctantly come to the table in a sense. Now we've ordered a CBI probe, which means that any fresh purchases will again be delayed for months. What's really the way forward? Let me clarify Let that me the helicopter delivery has not been stopped yet, though. Go ahead, sir. No, they haven't been stopped. Yes. I'm just going to interrupt. And that, that supply will continue because... I don't think there's a, a defect in the helicopter, the quality of the chopper. Yes, go, go ahead, Chief Marshal. Go ahead, sir. Well, I must tell you from the, uh, the there are basic differences in, uh, in our perception. Mm -hmm. uh, the VIP helicopter acquisition, is, it's a totally a different procedure that we follow. Uh, I retired as a chief uh, in 2004, December. And in fact, uh, the, the acquisition process started somewhere around 2000 or so. Mm -hmm. we, were, we have been using the MI-17 helicopter. Now, there are, there, are three there are three participants in this. One is the Air Force, the other is Ministry of Defense, third is the PMO, uh, Prime Minister's Office. Yes. Now, as far as the Air Force is concerned, they are responsible for performance of the helicopter, its safety and its operability from different uh, so-called locations the size of the helipad it has to operate, and the safety of single engine and emergency conditions, mm -hmm. and uh, VIP, VVIP evacuation yes. and so on. Now it stops there. The MOD is the facilitator as far as the, the paper papers are concerned. Process the paper. Yes. The the requirement of the helicopter itself. There's there's a lot that come from the PMO uh, through NSG and the others. For example. There is a, uh, we, we spent some time about what kind of a, the toilet that the helicopter must have. Mm -hmm. A VIP must be able to stand and use the, uh, uh, the toilet. There is no such requirement in a military uh, area. Mm -hmm. So we spent hours studying this, that how the cabin ought to be and how, how high the cabin ought to be. All this was For VVIP example, is attached to it in a sense, because the tag VVIP is attached to pardon? it. All this because the tag VVIP has been attached to its acquisition. Absolutely, absolutely. The final, the, the final arrangement of the cabinet, the cabin, the, the fitness of that for VVIP has to come from the PMO's office. The second part of it is that in terms of performance, we had difficulty that high altitude performance only the MI-17 could yes. you know, operate above high, high at lay and above that. We have an issue about single engine performance. If you yes. have an engine failure, how it can be brought safely and bring the VIP down. We have a different re uh, requirement, for example, on the plane but and the number of passengers it ought, it ought to carry. For example, there are N NSG commandos and the prime minister's own so-called staff. But, uh, so so the they, they dictate the numbers. So you're, you're so making the difference. The numbers really, yes. You're making the difference really in the, how it's done in, say, if it was an acquisition for the Air Force and in this case. But you're saying the crucial difference is that numbers could perhaps, suppose the requirement is for six, it could become 12. Is that, is that what the implication is in uh, what no, no, the differences no, 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 could no. be in this? Uh, what no, I'm talking about the, the, the issue of I'm bribes being paid in this deal, I'm talking about the choice of helicopter. Mm -hmm. 
the first thing is the choice of helicopter. The Prime Minister office has as a lot to say to decide mm -hmm. on the choice of the helicopter in shortlisting which is the helicopter that would be inducted. Right. Now, I don't remember now offhand, there was a Sikorsky uh, EH-101, now it is called the uh, AW-101. Yes. And there was possibly another third contender. And uh, so, this, these evaluations are finally, uh, uh, what do you call, submitted and it goes up to the PMO's office. And they see that if it, is, if it meets the requirement of the VVIP and the, uh, the requirements are given by them, then it is cross-checked and then finally it comes back. The Air Force has got only, only responsibilities only about its operations and its safety and, uh, and, and, and flying performance. Right, so you're saying and the, the negotiations the are done by Ministry of Defense. So the crucial Now, it is not part yes. of the routine, routine purchases of Ministry of Defense. This is something which is slightly different. Mm -hmm. So there are three players in this, PMO, MOD and the Air Force. So it's in fact even more difficult perhaps than an investigation. But uh, Lieutenant Colonel K.R. Dharmadikari, if you can come in on that, the Augusta-Westland deal, a sign of the rot in the system which still exists so many years after the Bofors or the charges in Bofors brought a government down. Why is it, despite the fact that, you, uh, that Mr. Anthony was brought in specifically to clean up the system, yet we had a former army chief make the point that somebody even offered him a yeah, bribe. Yeah. Why is it that nothing has changed? Basically, it is we, we are not changed. Unless we change ourselves, the things cannot improve. And as the chief has said, how many in, institutes are involved in one place? And then the quality to requirement, what the quality to requirement is there. So each stage it comes out to. And it's a simple factor. I have to sell my product. Mm -hmm. If I have to sell my product, I will sell hooks by crooks. And if the people are available to me, who can give me the easily approach there. And for this only Transference International has brought the integrity pact. Mm -hmm. And in all over world, UK chapter has been given specifically this responsibility of defense. And we have been banging our head on Ministry of Defense also. We got some success. It's only per first it started with 100 crores, then it went to up to 300 crores. That integrity pact will be signed. Mm -hmm. Meaning that, and there is an observers every time. There is audit everything what is getting around. Unfortunately, it is not functioning. No ministry has come forward to us. Public right. sectors have come out. About 55 public sectors have come forward to well, sign integrity. But you're that no ministries have actually come. In fact, yeah. I, uh, Tiffany Cork is joining us uh, from London. She's uh, the manager of the defense industry uh, segment of Transparency International. When you look at the defense sector and how these bribes have become commonplace, I mean, again, not just in India, but often to swing lucrative contracts from countries like uh, Great Britain, Italy, even the U.S., where there's such extensive competition, yet also very extensive anti-corruption laws. How is it that we see these deals or these, uh, uh, these uh, uh, bribes actually happening despite the existence of very strong laws on the books? I mean, in India, for instance, we know that uh, agents are banned, yet again, the allegation here is against a Swiss-based middleman. Yes, um, something that we've learned in the past 10 years that we've been working in this sector is that corruption can still continues, and we estimate it to be at a minimum $20 billion a year. And a lot of the reason why this happens is that though there may be good systems in place, at the same time, many companies and governments do not do enough to actually ensure that they're being followed. Um, so, for example, we've just done a, a extensive research into both governments and companies over the last year, and it shows that two-thirds of governments including India, do not actually do enough to monitor the companies to make sure that they have good standards and good anti-corruption systems in place. 
And this also is the case with companies themselves. We have seen that over two-thirds of companies also do not have good public disclosure saying that they do have good systems in place to protect themselves against corruption. If I can bring in, I've got uh, joining me now is Chitra Subramaniam in the India, at least a household name really for her reporting of the Bofors scandal. Chitra, uh, we've raised this issue. The big difference, of course, is that in this deal, there's so far there's been no implication at all that any Indian politician or any Indian politician's friends were involved. In fact, uh, what the worry really is was that Italian politicians were actually paid. But interesting again that we see the journey coming from Italy and the trail being followed till India. Do you think in a sense the Indian government was in denial over this case, despite the reports, as Manvinder Singh put it, for the last one year about this, India had maintained, and in fact, the MOD had done its internal investigation and said there was no reason to order an inquiry into this deal. None of the lessons learnt? Yeah, hi, Sonia. I, um, you know, didn't hear the whole debate because of the problems with Skype. Mm -hmm. But two things. Um, this is not about one person's integrity uh, or another person's uh, guilt. Mm -hmm. This is about a country and its integrity, I mean, about our institutions. And if there are allegations of corruption, I think we need to inquire. Um, and yes, it's uncanny because, uh, you know, it's a story running on Reuters, like the other stuff. And uh, we just need to look into this. And, you know, Fina Mechanica is not a small company. Um, if they have arrested and there, there has been a search and seize, operation we've got to take it seriously um the other point i just heard one of your uh, guests talk about um india mm -hmm. um uh, th the point that i want to make is that corruption in defense deals are it's universal the problem is that when in india when people get caught they don't go to jail that is perhaps the big difference between all the other countries and india mm -hmm. um i don't believe that any one country should moralize about the other uh, I think, you know, the time has now come to all stand up and look at what all of us are doing. But from an Indian perspective, the, the, the big problem is that nobody goes to jail. Banvindra um, Singh, uh, could, uh, could you come in on that? Because we saw, of course, again, the hue and cry created over General uh, V.K. Singh's uh, revelation just before he stepped down that he was actually offered, in a sense, a bribe while he was in office. But it's in court. The CBI is looking into it. It all seems to have gone into that same repetitive cycle. Yeah, it's a fair comment, and it's a telling comment on us. And you know, I have to I have to say something which I which I which is circulating on the net that this is a country where an army chief's uh, school leaving certificate is not accepted, but a murderer's juvenile's uh, certificate is accepted, and that's you know also the you know, the, the, the judiciary is uh, is culpable for that. It's, mm -hmm. You know, and it's our system that we really have to look at, and you know, it's a pity that the Italians are looking better than us. In, in this case at least. But Air Chief uh, Marshal Krishnaswamy, if you would come in on this bit, just looking at uh, really some of the, the impact in so many cases of India attempting to clean, clean up its system. And this is something that has been raised by various uh, chiefs of staff earlier. We know that there's a deal spending, 126 fighter jets, contract not yet signed, a 1,200 crore deal for lighthouses from the U.S. is on hold because the tests were allegedly manipulated, a Eurocopter deal of $550 million on hold since 2007, Sometimes, because we haven't been able to avoid the system of swift punishment, of actually weeding out the rotten apples, <clears throat> are crucial defense deals getting stuck? Is there, an, is there another side to honesty, integrity, and are we actually looking at affecting the defense preparedness when some of the procedures seem to be too lengthy and uh, spread out, and you're not actually getting to the root of mm. eradicating corruption in defense deals at all? I, I'd like to make two points. Mm -hmm. The first is, 
the VVIP helicopter does not come into this so-called realm of a standard defense procurement. Yes. It has no defense application whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If you if you look at that Boeing 737, which we we we, we got for the uh, VVIP, mm -hmm. and we have we have uh, we got a couple of them, and this is a this is a project by itself. It is meant for only VVIPs. Right. right. And the Defense Ministry facilitates. And the Indian Air Force, which operates the so-called VVIP flight, they operate and fly. Nobody else gets into that aeroplane. It's not meant for anyone else. Mm -hmm. So it is not part of what we call a standard Bofors or compared it to Bofors or any other. It is, doesn't come under the same category. Although the Ministry of Defense deals with the file, the process is slightly different. Uh, no, I take that as a the, given, but just expanding next, this whole issue of defense deals being slowed yeah, down because yeah, of... Yeah, yes. yeah I, I, I'm, I'm coming to this. So therefore, there has got to be a differentiation. I'm sure there will be an inquiry and, 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 and find all the, the, the background uh, to it. The other part is it, 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 won't, be, it's, it we won't be gracious on, on us to completely brand the so-called acquisition process and uh, uh, what is happening. It's mm -hmm. as inefficient and not good. I must say uh, the Air Force and the Navy in particular, these two have got a pretty good going in the last so-called one year. Mm -hmm. We have inducted something like, what, $8, $8 billion worth of, mm -hmm. of that order. At least about half a dozen varieties of many, many equipment have been inducted. And they've right. gone through the process, procedures, like you take the C-130 uh, that has come, or the tankers before that. Mm -hmm. We have the uh, we have had the AVAX. Uh, we have uh, now a DRDO projects that are going on quite smoothly. We have some LCA induction that have gone on. We have ALH advanced helicopters. Yes. So broadly, it's moving, and uh, and and therefore it means that process is working. There is an accountability uh, in in a democracy, and uh, therefore the the process can be slow. We mm -hmm. can't get impatient about it. Renuka and there are, there are special... Sorry. Sorry. No, I was just going to actually bring Renuka Chaudhary on that point you made about accountability. Because Renuka Chaudhary, the opposition and the BGP, it has seized upon this opportunity to say that why did uh, the government first give us a clean chit and now order a CBI probe? And they'll bring up this whole issue of corruption in purchases. Uh, their chief marshal makes the point this is not a defense purchase in the literal sense. But they will bring up this point again and why the system seemed to be failing. Why do you think that's actually happening and what is the government's defense going to be on the U-turn as it was on the clean sheet to this deal and now a CBI probe? See, Sonia, what probably happened, because I'm not in full, uh, uh, I'm not aware of the full facts, mm -hmm. is that the, uh, that the defense ministry in its uh, wisdom uh, viewing what was there uh, on the table looked at issues and didn't see a reason to raise the red flags. So they went ahead and gave it a clean chip. Subsequent to that, perhaps new evidence came forward, perhaps. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, uh, the, the uh, issues have come up now. But what you need to appreciate is the minute something like that came up, the defense ministry and the minister himself have immediately constituted a CBI inquiry and said, look but into the Chitra matter Subramanian said the biggest problem the is that ordering inquiries almost seems like par for the cost. The problem in India is that no one goes to jail, no one is actually ever punished. That's really the issue, isn't it? 
I don't think that's true that no one goes to jail. Uh, there are the players who are sitting in jail. And uh, I, I, we can't do things at the pace that uh, TV channels would expect us to do. But the fact of the matter is, uh, like the lady said, it is the integrity of this country. And uh, we are appreciative of the fact that we have a man of in, immense integrity sitting, heading the MOD. And uh, we should have some confidence that truth will prevail. But it's not about the individuals or the system, really, Chitra Subramaniam. And if I can uh, just bring you on that as we uh, final words on this debate tonight, whether it comes up about Walmart, whether bribes were paid for lobbying, whether it's Augusta Westland paying bribes uh, for lobbying, the story is depressingly familiar. You made this point earlier about no one actually goes to jail. But how do we actually look at, is that the only way to clean up our systems? We saw that many uh, tough laws actually came into place. I don't think that going to jail, you know, per se, I think people have to be held accountable for whatever they have done. And the gentleman before was talking about different procedures for, uh, for acquiring VIP helicopters. Now, that is something that, you know, we have to be blind to that. I mean, the Ministry of Defense reports to, uh, at the end of the day, the people of India have to, be, have to be confident that what is going on is good and it's correct. Mm -hmm. uh, and yes, all these cases are coming up. They're unfurling in front of the world. Uh, and if we want to be a global player, and we, we're not, we're nowhere near being a global player, we have to play by global rules. Uh, that is the least that we can expect from the world's largest democracy. Manvendra Singh, is the BGP going to bring this up as a big political issue now? Because uh, the point remains that the fact that there's been no uh, politician or no indication yet of any Indian politician's involvement in this deal at all. Is the BGP going to make this a political issue? Yes, of course. It doesn't matter whether a politician is involved or not. The fact is that bribes have been paid to Indians mm -hmm. to facilitate a deal. And it's a matter of great you know, uh, national dishonor. And it has to be brought up and it will be brought up. And how do you fix a broken system? Because uh, the Congress will also point to the fact that look, the NDA government also came in. This is a system which is extremely hard to clean up. And so far, we haven't seemed to have made that much headway. Though, of course, the Air Chief Marshal points out that, look, uh, things are looking up. You can't just uh, expect everything to change overnight, but processes are working. Now, the processes are working in terms of acquisitions, but the fact is that the bribes continue to be paid. And I think the defense minister, by you know, giving the responsibility to the CBI, is really you know, burdening the CBI with more than what it can handle. I think the best thing would, would be to just stop payments to the uh, Fin uh, Mechanica and let's have, let's have the, you know, the entire documentation on the, on the table. Don't give them any more money. And I know the money is our, money is our due. Mm -hmm. Withhold payments and let them come on the table. Right, and of course, uh, the figures huge, nearly 4,000 crore deal and the allegation that over 360 crores were paid in bribes. Thank you all very much for joining me tonight. Let's see how this investigation actually goes. I said with the CBI already with its hands full, will this just be a go slow in a way to divert attention? Thanks very much, all of you, for joining us tonight. Well, the next big question, the next big debate tonight is, of course, on the fate of the deputy chairman of the Rajya Sabha, P.J. Kurian. P.J. Kurian facing increasing political heat as more and more witnesses and now a man convicted in the Sudanelli case has said that he actually drove Mr. Kurian to the guest house. Mr. Kurian maintains his innocence. He says that phone records prove he was not at the guest house and he's written also now to Congress President Sonia Gandhi and the Vice President to say this is a political vendetta. What else 
should i do what more i can do to prove my innocence and i have proved myself to be innocent through all the possible ways eh? and through the due process of the law the new revelations every day in surenelli rape case has made pj kurian's position as deputy chairman of rajya sabha untenable bjp after consulting the state unit demands that on moral grounds he should quit the office till he is absolved of the charges the the dignity of the post which is presently occupied by kurian uh, you know surely this country deserves better any issue coming before the party's high command we will not uh, close our eyes on that we will take an appropriate decision on this matter first of all i just got a clarification what mr chapo said is actually his personal opinion our thing is that whatever information has come this this let the state government and the courts decide even as pressure grows on mr kurian to step down as the deputy chairman of the rajya sabha the congress party does not want to be seen as directing him since he occupies a constitutional chair sources indicate that any decision on his resignation will have to be taken by mr kurian himself after his own assessment how this issue will play out politically in the coming session of parliament so the budget session begins next week and the big question is will pj kurian be in his chair as deputy chairperson of the rajya sabha joining me tonight is two prominent women political leaders to actually take part in this debate should mr kurian actually step down now on moral grounds i am joined by brinda karat the cpim a politburo member i am also joined by renuka choudhury congress rajya sabha mp and former women and child development minister renuka choudhury many have pointed to the irony that pj kurian will be in the chair when the new ordinance is discussed when possibly uh, the new bill is discussed against crimes against women and you'd have somebody who not in a court but at least in the court of public opinion is facing serious charges by a girl who is the victim of horrific rapes so yeah given the current situation where there is such a vitiated atmosphere it's uh, it's natural for everyone to see this through the tunnel vision saying that you know if there's anything remotely rape then the person has to be the accused and we have to but we have to also examine the facts of the case because it's very very dangerous at this stage if we uh, suddenly come out and start accusing left right and center the credibility of all the ordinances mainly the the credibility of the woman who's uh, uh, who will come forward and accuse not just in this case in generally it it will be terrifying if we are suspect now in this case uh, there is uh, one accused who has been accused but who has twice been uh, discharged and the court had advised him to go for a discharge which means the court saw it fit and who were the governments at that point they were the left governments yes Brinda so Karat this suddenly become relevant today Brinda Karat come in here on that point because uh, Renika's point also that if you're going to hound or use tunnel vision in a case like this it's there's a larger precedent where people may be worried that because there's an atmosphere in a sense a vitiated atmosphere you're going to find all this kinds is, of accusations see this is entirely misleading in fact i entirely agree with Renuka ji that you have to go on the facts and the fact is 
that P.J. Kurian got the benefit of the judgment in 2005 which acquitted all the 35 accused in the main petition. And after that acquittal, the High Court and then the Supreme Court ruled that since the main accused in the main petition are acquitted, obviously in a separate case he should not be made one of the accused. Therefore he got the benefit of an acquittal which today the Supreme Court has ruled was entirely a perverted judgment. In fact, there's a strong indictment of that High Court judgment which ruled that a 17-year-old girl had consented to have sexual acts with 35 men within a month. I've never heard of anything more perverted than that. Therefore, since he got the benefit of that judgment because his so-called exoneration came after that judgment, what I would like to point out to Renuka G is that I, I know that she is somebody who is committed to women's issues and I do expect that all women parliamentarians will not look at it from the party point of view. I just want to tell her that just look at the facts. There were three courts which held there was prima facie evidence to include PJ Kurian in the list of accused. A lower court and then... Uh, the lower court, the first court, the first class judicial magistrate, then again the Sessions Court, and then again, the High Court said, no, go back. No, and but therefore, this in, and now that there's two things have happened, Sonia. One, the Supreme Court has reversed the High Court judgment in the main petition, which Korean had benefited from. Two, there are statements being made every day by people saying that, listen, we were pressured at that time. Witnesses actually changing, but wait, uh, uh, Renika Chaudhary, before I, I come back to you, I just want to ask you, Brinda Karat, what you haven't mentioned is that besides the courts, Mr. Kurin was also cleared by investigation panels, panels set up by various governments, first under Mr. Anthony, who is known for his reputation, for his integrity, his honesty, then a panel set up under a left government by Mr. Nayanar, which Renika Chaudhary also pointed out. All those panels have found that there's no evidence against him as well. And it's the same police officers. Anybody who's experienced about investigation in rape cases knows very well the first investigation is what is critical because it sets the framework for the investigation. The alibis which Professor Kurian was able to put together at that time was the framework in which all subsequent investigations took place. And those alibis were alibis given by people who were close to Mr. Kurian. Now, for your information, the widow of one of the people who said yes. that he was in their house, he has now passed away. She has made a categorical statement questioning the timing, saying, no, I gave him co coffee at a different and time. And he was only there for he 45 left minutes. By then. Yes. So what I'm saying is, since the main petition has been struck down and there is a reinvestigation, Undoubtedly, Professor Kurian should be reinvestigated. Until then, he should step down. You're saying enough questions have come up. Renuka Chaudhary, would you grant that, that enough questions have come up? Because the fact is that recently we've seen uh, this wife of uh, one of uh, the alibis of Mr. Kurian, also one of the key alibis, uh, Mr. Rajan has changed his statement. And perhaps most damagingly, a man who was convicted in the case, found by a television channel, not by the Kerala, Kerala police, has said that he drove Mr. Kurian here now. If it's political vendetta, which political party could put together pressure on all these various elements to come together and speak against Mr. Kurian? No, but it also, Sonia, begs the question that is, is Mr. Kurian so politically powerful even before he became chair, uh, deputy chair of the Rajya Sabha 
that he could influence the UDF government, the LDF government, the investigating officers, the police, the court, the high court, the lower court, the Supreme Court. And also the question that comes up is, why were these intervals of time lapses in sustaining this complaint? Why didn't it? Why is it that there's no, conveniently, no, 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 like a set of dominoes, there was no, there one was no by one, one by one, the witnesses, no, uh, everything is... Ms. Kirat actually wants to interrupt apart. on that, but let me just ask you, you didn't That's answer the question I asked you that... Is there, are there enough questions now? If fresh, uh, uh, fresh allegations, fresh testimonies, if witnesses are changing their stand, what is wrong with a fresh probe? We are not questioning what the judicial system will think appropriate and in their judicial No, this is a political decision. This is really more a political decision. No, it's not about it, the judiciary. It, no, no. No, Sonia. It is about the judiciary. If the Supreme Court has now reversed its own order, and we are now sitting and questioning that maybe that judgment, this is opening a Pandora's box. Mr. The, uh, Mr. Kurin has made that point, uh, Ms. Karat. He's maintained this political vendetta. He's, in fact, uh, sources with his so camp have said that the girl's mother is associated with the left. He's pointed to the fact that he was defended by Arun Jaitley in the Supreme Court in this case. Please the point, understand He one. said this please, is political please vendetta. Please understand. Where's the question of a vendetta? A young girl recognizes a leader through a newspaper photograph. She goes to the chief no, no, minister. No, no. It was the UDF ministry at that time. After that, there are elections. She went immediately. She went within a week. There's no lapse at all. What the lapses which Renuka Ji is pointing out are lapses because of the judicial system. A case doesn't happen immediately. No, but the it, took, it took from 1996 to 2005 for all those men to be acquitted. It took five years for the private petition of the girl to be held. It's taken 17 years for the Supreme Court to reverse no, the High a Court. Therefore, it's nothing to do with elections and everything to do with the way the judicial process works. But it's also with the way the investigation process. The fact is that those panels did clear him. And that's you said that, look, we know how it functions. But isn't that a sweeping statement given that we've also... Heard Again, I'm saying the first panel which investigated... Mr. Kurian produced alibis. Those alibis Including today, telephone records. Including telephone records, which what, he says yeah, proves that he yeah, was five hours there's away. there's no record of his conversation or whether he was there at the end of that phone. I mean, if you look at anything today, when you're in a position of power, I'm not saying he did it, but I'm saying there's every possibility that he did, which is why three courts said there is prima facie evidence. They took cognizance of it which is exactly what Justice Barbar Committee has recommended. If a lower court takes cognizance of a crime, you have to take action against that particular person. Sure, but also there's so Kerala High Court judgment clearing him and, and then a Supreme Court judgment. Your no, point no, is also again, reopened. No, your no, point no, no, let so me just yeah, get... Again, it's yes. not that. Please don't confuse the thing. The Kerala High Court judgment came after three judgments and came after... The Kerala High Court made that perverse judgment acquitting all of them. And I've got that judgment by uh, Judge Udhay Banu, yes. in which he specifically quoted from the judgment which has acquitted the accused, saying once that has happened, well, what is left in the case? Renika, you wanted to respond. Go ahead. Yes, I want to say one thing, that uh, in 1996, that uh, amounts to the Supreme Court twice twice discharging the case. So are we now questioning that the Supreme no, but Court they've reopened the case now, which is a mistake? And it was Mr. Mr. Chitanand was the 
chief minister at that point. No, now, but they've reopened there was that. So much evidence. No, but the recent Supreme Court judgment has reopened that. The recent Supreme Court judgment has overturned the Kerala High Court judgment, uh, Renuka Chaudhary, which no, is what Pradha Karat is talking also, about. No, no, I, one, I'm, one I'm minute, giving one you, Renuka, no. I'm giving you two grounds no, one minute, for reinvestigation. Please let me, okay. no, just okay. let me complete one thing. This young lady had identified, said she identified Korean in a newspaper picture and she identified him as Baji. And his name is not Baji. He doesn't have a pet name or a nickname or any other name. He's never known as Baji or Banji. And there was an accused Baji in that, in that list of people. So, and that wasn't Korean. So, is there a possibility that she made a genuine mistake? Brinda Karat, you can you can give uh, uh, give that Let benefit of doubt. That. Why do you think Mr. Kurian should get no benefit here at all? I am saying Mr. Kurian has had the benefit for 17 years. After going and to the girl has not had any benefit of justice. She has been called a child prostitute. But is, he now, being made, is the left me, making him his scapegoat? The left is doing nothing. Please do. And I really, uh, you know, personally I feel that it's extremely unfortunate if any political formation takes up the issue of sexual assault against women, it immediately becomes a political issue. So what do you want? Do you want all political parties to remain silent on issues of sexual assault? Obviously, that is not what can happen. Anybody, whether it is of the left, whether it is of the right, whether it is of the Congress, whether it is of anybody in high office, they have to face the court of justice on equal grounds. They cannot be seen to be misusing their position to defend something. Now, this girl has got nothing to do with politics when she recognized Korean. Now, whether it is correct, whether it is incorrect, my point is simply this. Since the Supreme Court has now ordered reinvestigation, number one, since there are many questions yes. being raised about the alibis, there is a strong case for reinvestigation and that should be done because the Chandi government in Kerala has only very recently reopened many cases where the Supreme Court has also come to a conclusion because they feel there is fresh evidence. So in this case also, don't have double standards. Renika Chaudhary, final words with you. No. Is the Congress, so no, is, this also about, the, is this also about politics in a sense? Why is the Congress so adamant on defending and saying that there's no question of a fresh probe? Uman Chandi, the Kerala Home Minister, saying why should a fresh probe be done? Looking at it on everybody on equal ground, what is wrong if fresh questions, three, uh, one convict, uh, two witnesses have changed their statements, surely that is enough. For, uh, let's leave aside the earlier panels. There's fresh changes, fresh allegations. Why does the Congress not agree no, to a fresh I, I, probe? Then, okay, Sonia, the reason is then what is uh, uh, justice for all? Here is a man who has for the past so many years been accused and he has, uh, the courts have... Uh, uh, said discharge this case there, there is a physical impossibility that he can la travel three and a half hours and land up at the given situation the accused registers his name as F in an FIRS Baji there's so many lacunas and he he's no, but his alibis have actually and changed now, their statements now because the alibis have changed their statements yes I'm asking you why now why now because once the supreme why court, didn't the they do it earlier 
Renuka ji. What, what Renuka ji, do you, do you see, please answer this question, Renuka ji. Do you see any significance at all in the Supreme Court's indictment of the Kerala High Court judgment? Do you see any significance in that? That is a judgment yes, uh, which, is, which has upheld and vindicated what that young woman has been fighting for but for 17 years. We have Please to, don't deny her full justice. No, but we have don't to wrap up. Do and don't, and no don't, and don't, don't do irreparable damage to the status of India's parliament, Renuka Ji. Please don't do that. Is, no, don't this is do not that. about the status that of is, India's parliament. That, that is oh, something, no, and you cannot have equally, double standards. Equally. Don't have double standards. No, but Brinda Karat, if you could just tell me, currently in Kerala, there's also a Congress government. If a fresh investigation is set up, it will be under the Congress government. Why then will you accept this probe as being fairer in a sense than the one under the Antony government? Will the left accept this probe? Exactly. That is the whole question. First, let them have the reinvestigation. Once they have the reinvestigation, don't forget the Supreme Court is looking at it. It's very much still there before the Supreme Court because it said complete everything in six months. So you're months. saying if the Supreme so Court what, monitors it, then one, it will be acceptable. First question. And second thing, what Renuka Ji is saying, justice for all and, you know, how can you have you know, such lengthy processes? The point is that just no, only the last month, her own government right. has reopened two cases of right. murder. We're Why not a case of sexual We're assault? completely out of time. But I think, Renuka Chaudhary, this has been an example of what's going to happen in Parliament. Let's see how this goes ahead. Thanks so much, uh, Renuka Chaudhary, Brinda Karat, for joining me tonight. Thank you very much. Moving to the big international story, the U.S. has described North Korea's nuclear test as a highly provocative act. Today was North Korea's third and most powerful nuclear test. And North Korea has warned that there will be stronger action if global sanctions against them aren't eased. Well, North Korea today claimed to have successfully carried out a nuclear test of a miniaturized device. This is the site where it's supposed to have happened. A miniaturized device indicates that North Korea is trying to develop a warhead small enough to mount on its ballistic missiles. The confirmation came about an hour after seismic activity was detected at North Korea's nuclear test site. International reactions, the U.S. President Barack Obama has called for swift and credible international action. The United Nations has called the test a clear and grave violation of U.N. resolutions. Remember, North Korea had previously conducted nuclear tests as well in 2006 and 2009. How successfully? Still unclear. Now, why is this all happening? The reason? Deterrence. Since as early as the 1960s, North Korea has sought to become a nuclear state to protect itself from its adversaries, most notably the U.S., with which it still remains technically in a state of war. Pyongyang had indicated its willingness to give up its nuclear capabilities most recently in September 2005, but has hardened its position after the failure of multilateral six-party talks with Russia, with the United States, with South Korea, with Japan as well, and of course China, its biggest partner. Also, lessons learned from Libya, which abandoned its fledgling nuclear program only to ultimately be defeated, makes North Korea believe that it must maintain its nuclear deterrence. And to deter an attack from South Korea and the U.S., that's another big reason. Remember, there are 28,000 American soldiers stationed in South Korea. But as far as the road ahead for North Korea's nuclear program, it doesn't possess an intercontinental ballistic missile and likely has very few trained crews to handle its present stock of intermediate-range ballistic missiles. So do they have nuclear te technology from today's tests? It appears yes. 
But do they have the technology to effectively deliver a nuclear warhead? That remains to be seen.